0: Welcome to the How Soccer Explains Leadership
1: podcast, where we explore leadership principles through the lens of the beautiful game. Welcome back to How Soccer Explains Leadership. Thanks again for being a part of the conversation. I'm Phil Dark, your host, and uh, with me is my brother, my co-host, Paul Jobson. And today we get to talk about the season eight, just all of it. All of the great people that we had in Season 8. This is the post-match show. And, uh, you know, last post-match show we had a World Cup review. We don't quite have a World Cup review this time, but I, what I'd like to do is a little bit of a summer preview to see what, uh, you know, what's the in House have in store? What are you guys, guys going to be doing before we get into these amazing interviews? And I, I do say amazing. I don't say that lightly. These were some amazing interviews that we were able to do this season. I was just, I absolutely loved them. So, but before we get into those... What do you guys got going on this summer? Well, Phil, yeah, uh, hopefully people have already listened to those those interviews, and
0: they I can agree, but if not, uh, I know they'll go back and listen to them, because it really was a great great season of interviews, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to believe summer's almost here. We're a few weeks away from school getting out. We're celebrating a 14-year-old birthday this week, so that's new for us. Our oldest is 14, so that's kind of wild. Uh, which changes dynamics of summer plans, et cetera. As you know, uh, nothing mm-hmm. crazy, but entertaining a fourteen-year-old is a little different than entertaining a six-year-old. So, but we do some summer travel, and also our we've got a group of thirty-two that are going to Guatemala with us uh, with Warrior Way gives. So we're excited about that trip coming up. A lot of planning involved, obviously, and uh, but some awesome stuff going on. Uh, through that partnership down in Guatemala through the uh, villages and uh, areas down out of Antigua. So we've started a soccer tournament down there. Uh, This would be our second uh, tournament that we're, that we're doing with the villages just outside of Antigua. Uh, We bring in these young kids out of their villages. They get uniforms and cleats and we compete and have just a festival of a day around uh, the game of fate and soccer. So um, our, our teammates partner up with their teammates and coaches and uh, just really pour in. So, I will do that and then visit, visit some villages while we're there as well and go back to their homes and talk to them and their parents. So excited about that along with just vacationing, man, just getting out of school and trying not to plan too much, right? I mean, some of the fun of summer is just kind of going with the flow when you can. I don't know what how you guys navigate that, but something we enjoy is the, the non-scheduling of, of summertime.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, but, you got to use that pool too, right? I mean, I have no doubt that'll get a lot of use this summer.
0: It's Texas. We're already in that thing. It's
1: year round. I, I know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what, but what, you, have know, you guys especially done without going school. On. Uh you know, actually talk about birthdays. My middle child, she turns eighteen on her graduation day. So May 25th will be a big day for her. Wow. She's kind of like torn. It's kind of like the Christmas birthday. She's like, "I'm a, I feel like I'm going to, you know, kind of get ripped off because I will not get a birthday." I'm like, "You get you could you could the entire school is celebrating your birthday. What are you talking about?" Yeah, they're, they're, totally. It's incredible. So, you get to have a huge party at this at the sober grad night, you know. So, so it's exciting she turns 18, big birthday on that graduation yeah. day. And then we got our family camp that we get to go to every year. That's at Mount Hermon, amazing place Place that we get to go and just such a sweet time to be able to connect with each other you know a lot of times as you might imagine in a family camp we don't see each other which is ironic but yeah. um, they're doing their thing we're doing our thing but just amazing teaching that we get to do eat all our meals together be able to just you know have a blast in an amazingly beautiful if you've ever been to Mount Hermon those people who are listening who have just redwoods and there's creeks and you got the Santa Cruz close by and just an amazing, uh, incredible place that we're very blessed to be able to to Thank do you. that. And uh, you know, obviously, we're gonna have some soccer. We're gonna yeah. have some summer camps going on. But at the most part, we're just we're just gonna hopefully be able to get some good family time. Uh, we're talking about maybe doing... My, my oldest is working at a summer camp down near Flagstaff, Arizona. And so we might do a little road trip and see Sedona and the Grand Canyon and see her at the camp there in Flagstaff. So we'll see. Very it's a nice. Young Life camp. So it should be should be pretty cool for her to be able to do that. I'm excited to get my son back. He's, he's going to be taking mm. his summer... Glad he's going to be spending it at home uh, Taking uh, after his first year at Biola. So we'll have the, the first time ever... In the dark house this summer there will be more males than females more boys than girls in the in the dark house for the first time ever so i talked to my youngest about that i'm like are you excited about that he's like yeah oh yeah oh yeah we're gonna (laughs) we're taking over taking over yeah that's a normal thing yeah it's a normal thing in
0: our household so
1: we're gonna get a taste of the Jobson uh, craziness except we you know we still have you know a, a girl here so that's something that's a little different but but it's yeah. gonna be good it's gonna be a lot of fun um, no doubt we're gonna play a lot of sports and do some pickleball and soccer and football and all that good stuff, so I'm excited for it to to come down the pike, so I'm also excited, as uh, we get to do, to take a little uh, troll, that was kind of the future, now we're going to the past, and to be able to take a little stroll down that uh, lane of all the cool people the great people we were able to uh, connect with over the course of this season the first you know the first half we already talked about those ones but if you know you, you can go back and listen to the halftime show to be able to to hear about the the great interviews we had at the first the start of this but we've had some <laughs> some legends of the game pro college people that have worked at every level of of the game This season, it's been it's been pretty amazing. And and this this half is no exception to that. So we, you know, kicked it off with Becky Burley. then we were able to talk with Amanda Vandervoort, go to Keith Tozer, as we talk, you know, Hall of Famers, and then Andrew Simpson, doing some really cool stuff on the mindset and performance coaching side of things. So you know, let's kick it off with uh, with Becky. I mean, just generally, first of all, just generally, would you would you just, I don't know, I really enjoyed this season, probably, As much, if not more, than any other one, and maybe just because we're we're getting more comfortable talking about some some deeper things, maybe because we're you and I are just able to bounce off each other more too. I don't know, but what would you think of this season?
0: Yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned it some some legends, honestly, of the game and some different areas and aspects of of soccer that were just, I mean, fun to talk with. You know, fun to, to hear stories and fun to just to continuously learn from from others that have. Uh, been in the game, you know, in some similar respects and different. I mean, we talk, you know, in the Becky Burley interview, of you know, some of our overlap through college soccer. And, you know, she's a legend of the game and what she's doing now, uh, now that she's not coaching and giving back. You know, and I think that as a coach, I think that's what you kind of hope happens, that when, you're, when your coaching days are over, if they ever are, then, you know, what, what are the other ways that you're giving back to the game? And I think that, you know, Becky was always a giver, uh, even through her coaching career, but fun to talk to her. And of course, you know, I grew up uh, in Atlanta with Keith Tozier being the coach of the, the indoor team in Atlanta. So being able to talk with him and was a cool, cool situation. And then Amanda, I mean, she's done some really amazing things. I mean, she was president of United soccer coaches at one point and now you know, running the uh, like president of the USL. So just some really cool aspects of the game that I know I don't always have the opportunity to talk to folks doing things in those different arenas, but to be able to, to give that to, our listeners even, I think was, was really cool. So pretty, pretty special season on those fronts for sure.
1: Yeah. I talk to people about that all the time. I'm like, you know, how many times have you had a conversation with someone and you're like, man, I wish that other people could hear this conversation and we get to do that. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We get to have those conversations and people do get to hear them. And, and some of those conversations, sometimes I'm I do the pre-interview and I'm like, shoot, I wish I would have had to just push record and gone, you know, but I feel like all of these conversations brought out some of those things that those pre-interviews do, you know, and so, yeah. so let's just, you know, start with Becky and just, you know, that was the other thing you talked about. You hit on it. Like you've coached with three of the, three of the coaches that we had on this, this season you've coached against, right? You had, we had Keely Hagan, Colorado state now, but she was at university of Texas As well as Carrie Sanchez, who was at University of Texas. Now she's at Colorado College, and then Becky, right? So, um, and being able to to play against Becky, apparently, you know, I I think you may have had some closer games. It sounds like against the Texas coaches than you did against Florida, but that was something that that just brought out different a different aspect. Because you've seen them in their in their element in regards to coaching as well. To know that they're the real deal, like they're not just you know talking about. Platitudes and saying things that sound good here, um, but we had to have that personal friendship and relationship with these people as well, which was which was really cool. But with Becky in particular, we talked about the stuff she's doing now to serve. I mean, what drives winning is doing some amazing things. If you if you haven't listened to that interview, go back and listen to it. If you haven't listened to these interviews, go back and listen to them before you you know listen to Paul and I just talking about them because it's way better to just hear what these people had to say. But we do like to go back and just touch on some things that really stuck out to us. I know with Becky personally, I, got, I just loved researching for that interview because I got <laughs> to go back to all those What Drives Winning videos and just watch a bunch of them and see the cool stuff they're doing. But also just hearing her take on some of those things. And one of the things that she talked about that I use, I've used since then a lot is that idea of that weak mind is it weak mind I'm forget. weak voice strong voice weak voice strong voice yes weak yeah. voice strong voice which sometimes starts in the mind right so maybe sometimes it yeah, is that totally. that weak mind strong mind right so um but that weak voice strong voice that in you know that she talked about and obviously that was Sue uh, Enquist at UCLA that uh, came up with that but just hearing her talk about that the idea of struggle is a biological requirement for greatness. That was a, you know, a quote that, that we talked about there as far as resilience and adversity, but what really stuck out to you in that, in that interview? And, you know, just, just what do you, what do you want to yeah. bring out? The one thing that the, stands out, you know, when we,
0: when you have an opportunity to, you know, pick the brain of a, somebody I'd consider to be a legendary soccer coach, you know, I mean she started the program at, at Florida and, had a, a great career and is very well respected in the soccer community, not just on the women's side, but on the men's side. What you don't get sometimes is you don't get an opportunity when people get out of coaching to see what they're continuing to do. And I think what she's doing with what drives winning, you really get to only hear her voice, but obviously there's a lot of people kind of involved in that red Ledbetter, whatever, but how she's continuing to push the game and give back to the game. And I think you just hear that throughout the interview, just her, her passion for other people, which I think is one thing that made her a, a very successful coach, uh, was her her passion for other people and her her continuous drive to continue to learn about people and about herself and about the game. You know, we talk about disc, which, you know, if you listen to this podcast, we talk a lot about disc, but she's a, a big believer in that too. But continuously learning about herself, continuously learning about others, uh, and continuing to educate people along the way. And that's something that I just really highly valued uh, out of that interview
1: that I gathered about Becky. Yeah. You know, and the other thing that she talked about that I I don't want to ignore is, you know, she talked about the importance of finding a thinking partner. You know, Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about mentorship on this show and I, and I always talk to people about the example that Paul in, in scripture talked about, right? The idea of having a, uh, a mentee, you know, that you're pouring into to have a mentor, that is pouring into you, but also have that kind of Barnabas, that person that he had that walked alongside, that is someone who you can bounce ideas off of, who is a peer, who is someone who's probably at this similar, typically with a mentor, it's someone who's about 10 to 15 years ahead of you, um, or not always years, but just doesn't have to be they're older, but just in whatever you're doing, maybe they're 10 to 15 years ahead of you. So they can speak into that. I know my wife and I just, just recently got a couple to mentor us in our marriage. You know, we talked about it. It's like we, we have a really good marriage. We want to have a great marriage. We want to have a marriage that is just off the charts, you know, and not so everyone can talk about it and say, oh, you guys are amazing, but for us to be able to experience mm-hmm. that and to have that thinking partner to be able to say, hey, you know what, I think I'm, you know, we're doing pretty well right now. I feel like, you know, as a coach, you're like, I'm in a good spot. We can be in a better spot. Right. And that's where someone who can walk alongside you who will tell you the truth. And typically it's not an assistant. It's not someone on your staff. Typically it's someone outside of that who can have that third person um, just be able to say, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Here's some of the things that I, I, I really you know, think you could take it to the next level if you do X, Y, Z. I saw you do this. You know, here might be some blind spots. We talk a lot in DISC about blind spots. That thinking partner can help you with the blind spots and be able to walk along. Again, just walk with you. We obviously have our spouses, and hopefully they are one of the, they, they are the top thinking partner you have. But, you know, oftentimes they're not even seeing some of those blind spots. Sometimes you have blind spots together. And in the coaching realm, some you know, oftentimes you're not coaching with your spouse. So they don't see that, that side of it either. So anyway, that's something that I really liked. I mean, I probably took it a little further than she did there, but I don't know. What, what do you think of that, Paul?
0: Yeah, no, we talk a lot about that. And I think being a coach, you kind of fall into a mentorship role kind of automatically uh, with your players sometimes. But I do think it's important that as coaches, we find others that can mentor us, you know, once you you know think you know it all, you're kind of done. So uh, it helps drive the the, the learning process. And I think another piece of that too, something that she talked about that I found interesting was uh, was the, the two questions she asks herself every year. Mm-hmm. I think just having some, uh, it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like goal setting. It's kind of some reminders and things like that. I think I go, go along with growing yourself and, and pushing yourself uh, alongside having a, a mentor or being able to mentee. I think that having, having some guidelines for yourself, some goals and objectives are things that can be helpful also, and I think she talks a little bit about her. I think you kind of pried it out of her to talk about her two questions that she was uh, asking herself. So that's uh, that's worth the listen as well.
1: Yep. Yep. I, you know, I guess you are try to vo- avoid that a little bit, but that's all right. You know, I, I, <laughs> I uh, I don't, I don't do that often, but I, I really, I did. You know, I was curious. I was curious. Yeah, Sometimes was when I, get good. Curious, I go, so, um, so yeah, I think go back, listen to that episode. Also check out the what drives winning stuff It's, it is really good. good stuff. Yeah. And I know I've used it in, in the coaching stuff that I'm doing, not just personal coaching, but when I'm coaching others as well, some of those videos, some of those different things. Um, they're very easy. You can just plug and play. You know, literally, just have your team watch them, and you know, or have your coaches watch them to be able to pull out those things. So, even next, even uh, outside
0: of even outside of the things that we talked about with her, I thought what was interesting is how she and Libbetter got together uh, yes. in that initiative as well. So that outside of soccer, but just we talk about relationships and networking and whatever, how that came together was a really interesting thing also that's that's worth the lesson so i thought i'd catch that before we move on to amanda because i think that's worth yes. worth the story also uh, to go
1: back and listen to so we won't ruin the story we no. won't spoil it go back and listen, listen to, to it. it definitely worth a listen because it's got some great lessons in there as well that we've talked about on this show you know that idea of take the meeting the idea of Don't say no for someone else, like all these other things. They all came into that, into that story. So definitely check that out. All right, so let's move on to Amanda Vandervoort. An interview that, as we talked about on that show, I've been trying to do for about a year, a little over a year. I'm glad we did it now because I think some of the USL Super League stuff they're doing, we were able to talk about that. I think some of the other things that, uh, that came out in that interview that probably wouldn't have the time before. But it's kind of fun, as we've talked about. That's one of those that you never know. When you where you're going to meet someone, you never know what it's going to be. We met on Clubhouse as we've, you know, like few of the guests, several yeah. of the guests probably have come off of that month or whatever it was on Clubhouse and some of the really uh, fun ones. Um, and I know that this this was a great conversation. Uh, I thought some of the stuff that came out, we did not plan on it coming out, but I thought it was <laughs> some really important, really, really good stuff. Um, but I, I want to hear from you first and then I'll, I'll throw in my two cents.
0: Well, I think anytime you, you find someone who is, you know, what I would call, you know, successful in the eyes of the world, you know, she's got a, a high ranking uh, position at a, a really great organization. You wonder where they start from. And I think her kind of her story of what motivated her, what initiated her drive is worth a listen all by itself. That's the only thing you go back and listen to. I think just her story of what kind of drove her to be who she is and what she's about, I think is always For me, that's always some of the most interesting piece of of someone's life is what what initiated, you know, who they are and what they believe and why they believe it and why they do what they do and how they do what they do, you know, what motivates them, what what are the stories they look back on to say, well, this is who I am and this is why I am who I am. And I think she's got a great a great backstory. Um, And I think, you know, on the other side of it, too, I think the fact that uh, she loves to bake cakes, you know, I mean, come on, is it any better than, than that, you know? Just great in the kitchen. So uh, that creativity has always been impressive to me. I mean, I can follow instructions, but baking a cake and making it cool, where everybody wants to eat it is uh, pretty impressive. But I do think where people come from, what makes them tick—those are things that interest me. And I think she's got an amazing, amazing story behind her.
1: Yeah, you know that was funny that uh, when I when I saw that her idea of championship cakes, I thought was interesting. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. see if that catches on. I, I I don't know if it will, but you know we'll we'll see <laughs> we'll see. The other thing that I I mean. The story I loved, again, I don't want to spoil it. I want you to go back to hear it from Amanda, but just the idea of when she had the when she wanted to play soccer as a kid and she wanted mm-hmm. to go to a camp and didn't have money, and that didn't stop her. She ended up being able to go to the camp. But how she got there, the initiative that she showed, was just super, super cool. I thought, and that, that's something that I know, talk to my kids about already. My my daughter I'd mentioned she's graduating from from high school and she's gonna go uh, to youth with a mission and she's gonna follow in her big sister's footsteps and and cool. heading over to youth with a mission in the fall and that, that takes putting yourself out there and asking other people to help you get there and and not just begging for money. No, it's it's to yeah. say we want a team. We want to have people that can walk alongside us. We want to have people that that are believe in what what, uh, you know, God's doing through us. And so to, for her to be able to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask people, I'm going to sell stuff, I'm going to do things. It was super, super cool. I mean, like as a 13-year-old, it was crazy, just like all on her own, you know. Maybe her mom suggested, I don't know. But it seemed like she just said, knowing Amanda, she just said, I'm going to go after it and I'm going to make it happen and it's going to happen. And, and she did. And so that was something that I thought was, was a really just good story for everybody. To, to be able to just kind of grab onto and, and use in their life so the idea of initiative, the idea of't don't, don't let a barrier just stop you you know don't let you know there, there are ways to if you want it bad enough and it's something that you have within your power to do and you have it within your skill set to do you'll be able to do it if you, if you you know just put your put your mind to it and, and you know think outside the box get creative right uh, that was something that I, I really liked in that interview. A couple other things, but I'll go back to you and see if you have anything. Anything else?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, you're spot on with that. I mean, we're kind of hitting on the same the same idea there with, you know, kind of her, her backstory what made her, who we But we talked about, I remember correctly, we talked about, you know, the, the 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 mental side of the game. We talked about s- some medical sides. I think we talked about the menstrual cycle and the women's game yep. and how it can affect injuries, uh, which I don't know that we've talked about that in previous episodes with anybody, but it's definitely a topic that, uh, as we discuss in the show, needs to be discussed more, having been in the women's game for uh, gosh, 17, 18 years uh, as a coach. Um, you see that, and you read studies, and you realize how uh, how much it does affect the game. So I love I love being able to talk about that. And her her obviously her having been played in the game and now being an executive uh, at a high level and um, talking about those those things. I, don't, I, don't, I we used to call them talking about those issues. They're not issues, but we're talking about those topics that are really important to. To the game as it was was fun to to hear her insight on some of that as well
1: yeah the realities right i mean they are the realities that we often see as taboo and that's not the only issue that we see as taboo there's other issues that we see as taboo that are that are real that that actually you know we as she said in there and i agree we all need to be more comfortable with them and, and she said there's women who are uncomfortable talking about the menstrual cycle so it's not like oh and, and I even made the mistake of saying that like oh yeah we have a right. woman on our staff to be able to talk about it. she's like well there's women who are uncomfortable talking about it too so we need to make it so it's 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 we're talking about the facts we're talking about the realities and we're saying hey these are important these are issues that if 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 women if girls are getting hurt more when they're you know at that certain time of the month right then we need to know that and we need to know when they're there and we need to know and encourage them to be able to take the vitamins, supplements, whatever it is that, that will help with that. that They need to be able to do the things that will help the, them avoid those injuries, but also perform at their fullest, right? So it's not just avoiding the injuries. It's also to say if there's something, there, there's a deficiency, if there's something that's going on, you know, same way if you had a sprained ankle, you'd be like, okay, you got to do this. You got to, here's how you get back, right? That's just a fact. We have no problem yeah. talking about a sprained ankle, but we have issues talking about some of these other conditions that may, um may really affect them you know so yeah i would just encourage
0: people to i would encourage people just to to realize there's still a lot of research out there on it as well and i would there are a lot of people doing some great research and just encourage folks to, to look into that piece of it as well as to hey what what else do we need to be doing to 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 put the funding into some of these things that need to be researched so we understand it even better um, yeah. I think that's a big a big piece of it so uh, that was an interesting topic I think that, that she can shed some great light on and um, but I thought she was a, I mean just a great interview uh, you know so I mean I thought what one just overarching concept of that interview it was probably one of the most just real conversational interviews mm-hmm. we, we've really had you know very mm-hmm. she's very comfortable to talk to and Um, It really did. I mean, you mentioned it. We talked about some things we didn't plan on, I think, because it was just an absolute just conversation. And while we say we don't really script things, we do have some topics we like to talk to in case people can't talk with us. (laughs) But Amanda had no problem conversing with the two of us over that conversation. So really, really loved that one.
1: Yeah, that you know, that that's a good point. That's a good point. And I, I, I felt that the one we're gonna talk about next was similar. I thought the, the yeah. conversation with Keith Tozer was was very similar to that where it was yeah. just just flowed. but with with Amanda it did flow. I mean we went from Talking about that, the initial thing about the her as a kid, like she was. Can I talk about this? It was like rabbit trail, rabbit for rabbit trail, and then she talked about Tai Chi. One of her teams that did Tai Chi, and then she talks about you know, and you know, again, I'm not going to go into that story. Talking about the you know menstrual cycles, talks about like all these different things. We're like, what the? Where is this going? This is great. I love it. But that's what we we love being able to. And they were all. I mean, great points out of all of them too. great things to learn, great leadership lessons, great things that we need to know as coaches and as, as leaders in our different, uh, different areas. But uh, what were you going to say? Uh,
0: No, I was, I was agreeing, agreeing with you. And, uh, for sure on that one, I think I was going to mention championship cakes again, because I I guess maybe I'm hungry. I don't know
1: that, you know, it is a little later out there in uh, Waco, Texas, than it is here, but, uh, (laughs) so it may be cake time there, but, so, yeah, let's go into that. Keith Tozer, you know, I mentioned it. Yeah. Um, I I love that interview. I mean, I, I just I didn't know a lot about Keith. Uh, I remember JP Delacamera Camera works with him, uh, with the major arena soccer league. And, um, and he, JP's like, I think I can get Keith for you. I'm like, all right, great, that sounds good. Let's, I'd love to interview the commissioner, you know, but I didn't know a lot about him. Doing that research for it was really cool. Um, finding out all those fun facts about the uh, indoor soccer leagues and all those teams that have the crazy names, and about the first shirt sponsor—we're not going to say what it is. You got to go find out. You know, The first shirt sponsor of a, you know—a company sponsoring a shirt um, was in that MISL. He's the first pick in that draft, a Hall of Famer, like all these things. But when you get on a call with him, super down to earth. Great guy, just being able to have a conversation with him, laughing about different things, learning stuff from him. Um, as we've said before, man, I'm just like, I get giddy when we get to have some of these Like, this is, I'm like a kid in a candy shop, being able to do what we get to do on these conversations to learn from these people who have so much experience. And it's just a lot of fun. And I feel like these conversations were just a lot of fun. You know, it wasn't, it's not a chore. There's no, there's no like, oh shoot, we got to do another interview. No, I'm like, I want to do more interviews. Let's do more interviews, you know. And yeah. um, and that's how I felt with all these. And it was just so such great conversations that I hope shines through. I hope the listener, I hope you know, the listeners out there, I hope you're you're seeing this. That it's it's something. These are some special conversations that you can learn a ton from, and we laugh through them too. And so, um, but I love that with Keith. That sometimes you never know what you're gonna get with some of these people who are who have these titles. But even if you go look at the picture that, that, uh, we picked for the, the cover art on the episode, it's just, you know, it's just him like, giving a thumbs up, goofy little picture, but it's, it's fun. So anyway, what'd you think, what were things that stuck out to you in that, in that interview?
0: Well, I mentioned, I mean, I grew up, you know, with him being the, the coach of the Atlanta attack when I'd lived in Atlanta and that was our, our indoor uh, soccer team and, you know, had some connections to that team as a kid and being able to come back as, a, as an adult and have a conversation with him and having really kind of watched his career too. I mean, he really, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd call him a pioneer. I don't know if pioneer is the right word, but really has really pushed, I think, indoor soccer and futsal to where it is now in the United States, which a lot of people don't think it's, it's very big, but it's bigger than you think it is, but it would be probably nowhere near where it is right now without Keith Tozier. I mean, the amount of work and, and the passion he has for soccer overall, but just, you know, indoor soccer and its benefits to the game and futsal to the benefits of the game. Uh, he's really taken that niche and really driven it and pushed it as a, a lifelong passion and has done just an amazing job with it uh, over the years and just has gained a ton of respect over his career in, in doing that. And I, I think some of the things that, that I really enjoyed about his conversation, we talked a good bit about his, trans, his, his transition from being a player uh, to a player coach, uh, and then to, to just being a coach, and I think that transition and how he navigated that and looking back on it now, years later, and what that was, you know, what it might have been like in the moment and what it's like to look at it now, I found it to be very, very interesting, because I just remember that league at the time had quite a few player coaches. I mean, as those leagues were developing and growing, you saw more and more, you know, player coaches in their transition phases. So to hear what that really was like and what some of the struggles were, I found it to be really, really insightful uh, into into just the game itself uh, and how we navigate it uh, as coaches. And uh, so I thought that was one thing, I, a, big, a bigger nugget I kind of pulled out of, of his conversation was that transition
1: within his career. Yeah, you said nugget again too. We we, I know. You know, we 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 like to say nuggets on this show, and we go back
0: and do a nugget count one day on our <laughs> on our episodes. <laughs> can you clip like just have one? We'll have one thing in the summer where all you do is you just pull out all the word nuggets and it just nuggets. flows like over the last 100 and whatever 20 something episodes.
1: I wonder if there's a way to search that. I wonder if there's a way to search that. I mean, that. probably
0: can't the can't yeah. the computer system just
1: pull out I'm certain sure it can. words?
0: Okay. I know there's a right. way to
1: do it. I just don't know what it is. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. we. I am the producer, right? So I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, if I don't know how to do that, I don't know. if I could probably outsource. Maybe I could go on Fiverr, see if someone on Listen, Fiverr you, can, can go do that. If we can't do it so. now,
0: in a month or two, yeah. there'll be AI that can absolutely do it for yeah, that's us. That's true. So we'll, I'm we'll sure. get that out there. So I have no doubt. To it's there. There. I totally. I just I don't totally know. Yeah. Derailed so, that conversation. That's all right. That's
1: all right. Sorry. No, that was my fault. I brought up Nuggets. You said it. I guess maybe you brought it up. Um, but Nugget? the things that yeah, yeah, <laughs> the things that he did. But in that in that episode in that episode um, that he talked about, just so much leader, so many leadership. I was actually gonna say nuggets, but leadership <laughs> lessons in that that episode. That it's like a crash course. I mean, he does a lot of leadership coaching and development. But mm-hmm. the geese, you know, the the yeah. why the geese formation is so important. Um, something Alex Ferguson talked about as well. Something a lot of people have talked about. But that's something that he went deeper than he had some some parts of that that I haven't haven't heard before. and I really appreciated. Learn something about that. I didn't know that when you know a geese goes down and has an injury that only two of the formation go out and take care of the geese. I mean, you got that little pop quiz wrong in the episode. I'm not going to tell him what you said, but you got it. You know, you 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 got it wrong. And I, I just waited for him to answer, or else I would have got it wrong too. Um, but then I said it quickly after he said it, as if yeah, I knew. you look really smart. Um, in the yeah, episode. so you really I smart. you know I acted yeah, you know, but that, it's just a little trick, folks. I just gave it yeah. up. You know, I just I, I just learned outed myself, that but lesson. that's okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> but then also I loved him talking about leading up. Right? I loved <laughs> how he. You know, as a player coach, saw different things. But then when he was the, the manager and he had that story, really cool story about how before a game, he, he just brought all the, the senior leaders of the team, not seniors, but, you know, the, the, the veterans, into the van with him and the coaches. They sat in the back and they said, what would you do in this game if we weren't there? And what happened out of, out of that was super cool. I'm like, I want to do that with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Just be like, hey, you know, doesn't mean we're going to do everything. As he said, it's not like you're doing it, but what would you do? And it turned out they did do all those things and you know, I'm not gonna let you know what happened because you're gonna have to go listen to that. But super good lessons like that, you know, that through throughout that through that interview, as you said, I, I think also just hearing from him, a man who obviously has dedicated most of his life, most and pretty much all of his adult life to indoor soccer, to futsal to developing those games, to developing not just the games, but to help other people understand how those games can develop the outdoor game too. Mm-hmm. That was something that I thought was super important that all coaches, you know, you need to, to, to listen to that uh, interview just to hear all of those ways that he's talking about that it can be used, how you can train in those. in indoor soccer, as he said, you know, if it hits the wall, it's basically going to be a kicking, you know, because if you're playing that don't count on that, don't have that be a crutch. You can use it, but know how to play without using it. Right. Like those are, those are really uh, things that I, I loved. I loved out of that.
0: Yeah. And I, I I was going to mention that too, about the, the futsal and indoor. And I think for those who don't fully understand the benefits or have, you know, I encourage them to listen to it. Cause I think what you may assume from hearing what we've said about, Coach Tozier and and his lifelong push for indoor soccer and futsal is that that's the way he thinks the game should be played, and that's absolutely not it. He sees it absolutely as a training function for the outdoor game, and so he sees it as a value add, but somebody who loves the big game, as we call it, and has a passion for the big game, but because of his great passion for the big game, he sees this piece of it as his – passion and drive to develop the big game, where some of us focus on the big game, we coach the big game, we play the big game, we focus on the big game. He's gone in and found this niche of something that says, man, if more people did this, this is how we could develop the big game better. And I would just encourage you to go back and listen to his expertise on that, because he gives a lot of great insight into that.
1: Yep, and, you know, if nothing else, you'll learn some things that may come up in a trivia game somewhere at some bar that you're at a trivia game with some friends or a restaurant. You're doing trivia. There might be some MISL or MASL trivia that there's there's some, some names. If you want to know who the Hartford team name was in the MASL, you, you got it there. But, you know, again, you're going to have to go listen. There's some funny names, too and there's some funny little taglines that happened with those MISL teams that that uh, those were just little fun little things that we we were able to add to that interview. So so that was Keith Tozer, uh, you know, and I and I will say just, you know, even even knowing, you know, it brought back a lot of memories to me of the you know the MISL and the indoor and, and being a ball boy for California surf, and again, I, they weren't part of the MISL, so I'm not sure what they were, but I know they played indoor at the Anaheim Convention Center, I can still remember doing that, so it just brought some cool memories back, and I know for you as well, as you talked about in Atlanta, so that's, that, that was just fun there. All right, so this is going to be coming out, right, you know, we're, we're kicking off Mental Health Awareness Month right now, um, as we're recording this on May 2nd, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, the last interview we had in this season was Andrew Simpson he's a mindset performance coach he talked about a lot of these issues a lot of the mental health issues i think one of the things he talked about is just the fact that you know one of the misconceptions of mental health is it's not just one thing right it's not one thing it's it's so many different things that go into it and that was one of the things he talked about he talked a lot of just about what some of the different things that our our athletes our kids our players um face and how we can overcome them i mean just generally Um, How we can create healthy mindsets and rebuild healthy mindsets in in young athletes. But, you know, a lot of the things in that interview that I thought were things we've, you know, talked about on the show. Brad Miller came on twice. Love Brad. Absolutely love Brad. And I think some of the things that, that Andrew talked about were similar but just a little different, which is which is which is cool to hear, you know. Like just different takes might work. To, so maybe one of the ways that Brad talked about isn't really working with your players. So okay, let's hear some of the things that Andrew is able to say about some of these things. And and usually it's just something that it's adding on to each other. They're complementing each other in a lot of ways. And some of the things they're saying are the same. Um, and it's the same kind of. You know, nothing was in competition with it, which is what I appreciate and like. I think all these guys, no doubt if we got them in the same room, they'd be like, hey, let's work together to figure out how we can crack this nut. You know, because there are so many, so many things going on. And it just seems like there's more and more and more and more things adding on to it with our with our world getting faster and faster and faster. You talked about earlier, A.I., you know, that's creating different things. It's, I think AI, in one hand, will help in some ways. It's a good tool. But I think we'll also have our kids growing up now be thinking even less than they already are, have to because you can just plug it in, get a paper written for you, right? That, that will, I think, lead to more mental health because we're created, we're made and created to create, We're made and created to cultivate things in our world. So anyway, that, that went on beyond what Andrew talked about, but, um, that was something that I, I just want to have more of these guys on to be able to give us different tools to be able to do. But anyway, what'd you think Andrew?
0: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned some of it. I thought that, you know, the the more mindset coaches we can have on, I think the better because I, I see it a lot as kind of like coaches you know, you get a, a group of coaches together in a room and you start talking about different strategies and ideas and best ways to to help your players, whether it's in the game or outside of the game or whatever. I think that these guys, you know, the more that you can listen to, something may resonate with you for one of your players that maybe you didn't hear from someone else. So getting different ideas from different people, some things may not work for some people, some might work for others. You know, I thought that, you know, Andrew had a, a wide array of um, interactions with different levels of players from uh, the young youth player to the pro- to the professional and everything in between, male, female, and you know he shares some of the some of his insights and some of the things that he sees that are going on in the minds of so some of those different levels of players, things that are uh, you know may really may really impact uh, a lot of our listeners that are coaching the the you know the, the, uh, the high school, uh, junior high, high school. Kids as well, He covers all areas, but I think he has some really good insights into some of those kids that on a daily basis are the the impact of, of school and sport and home, that interaction and how he uh, at times has had to step into some of those situations with interactions with parents and whatnot. And I think he has some good insight into and is very vulnerable about some of his initial interactions with some parents that maybe weren't didn't go as well as maybe a yeah. uh, first thought. But I appreciate that vulnerability, too. And then, you know, he, you know. Some of the mindset hacks that he has, I think we talk about his book and I encourage folks to go, go look into that as well. But the mindset hacks uh, that he kind of goes through in the episode are, uh, I, don't, I don't know if mindset hacks are cool, but I, I do think that they are help. They can be very helpful. So he has some really good ideas of ways to process some of those things.
1: Yeah. You know, and one of them, he talked about take back control Like the, the, basically the idea is take back control, right. Of your identity was one of them. The other one he talks about is he had uh, a couple athletes, female athletes come home from college and they, their coach was just railing into him and railing into him and railing into him. And one of the things he talked about was, you know, you you can control how you react to that, right? And It, it may yep. be that you transfer, but it may also be that you you know, just change your mindset toward that and don't let it impact you in the way that it has been impacting you. Don't let it take you down. Don't let it bring you down in that in that regard. And so it was just, he had a lot of different ways to look at things. And that's what I appreciated about it was it wasn't run away from these issues. It was, you know, it may be that that's ultimately what happens, but how can you, you know, learn through and, and be a better person through that adversity? How do you build that resilience? And, um, and, he, you know, he's not excusing the behavior of these coaches either, you know, and they're saying, oh, well, that's, you know, that's just what they do. It's like, and of course that's not healthy, but how we react to it can be. As we talked about, you can't control what happens to you, but you can't control how you react to what happens to you. And, um, like, sometimes we can't control what happens to us if, you know, if we drive too fast on a, on a street, we can control not driving off a cliff, but yeah. that's the, you know, there yeah. are, I, do, well, I just want to make once
0: sure. It, I think the concept is once something has happened, <laughs> yes, you can no yeah. longer control what has happened, but that's you can control right. how you react to it. Like, uh, yeah. you know, what's the next thing, what's the next best thing, you know, mm-hmm. and moving in that direction. And, you know, you, you kind of mentioned his, his example uh, of the kids coming back from college and I've unintentionally found myself recently being, connecting with a lot of current college players uh, who are, you know, kind of in that situation where they're looking to move on because uh, of similar situations with, with their college coaches. Uh, and it's, it's sad to hear it, but at the same time, knowing that there are resources out there for, for these folks to, to help navigate those challenges is, is really, really uh, important that people know that, you know, that they're not there by themselves and that how a coach, one coach views them doesn't make them who they are you know, it doesn't make that that's not their identity, but that how they, how they choose to handle that, how they choose to move forward is really the most critical piece um, of all of that. And I know, uh, you know, Brad, as we've talked about and Andrew and some of the other folks that we've had on our podcast, I'd encourage, you know, parents, if you've got some some kids that are in those situations currently, or if there's some college players currently in that situation, go listen to some of those or, you know, reach out to me. I'm happy to help uh, navigate some of that stuff, but it's, uh with the portal being as easy to get in and out of as it is now and uh, how quickly coaching changes are happening, you're seeing a lot of, a lot of that right now. So you mentioned it with, with, with Andrew's uh, thing, but I just, I think just throwing that out there and connecting those dots of like, there, there really, really is a lot of help out there um, and it's not coddling or babying It's say, like, Hey, here's how we take these next steps uh, to move forward.
1: Yeah. You know, and the portal, too. I mean, to get advice on the portal, because I think Don Williams puts stuff out there regularly. You know, we had Don on early on about recruiting, Mm -hmm. but he puts out regularly. About 52% of the people that go into the portal don't come out of it. And that's that's a big number. That's a really big number. Now, that's not just soccer. That's all sports. But still, it's a, a lot of people are going in and. You know, especially if you're going in this late, it's a lot of teams are already filled. A lot of teams have. So it's, it's a it's a big thing. That's not what we're talking about today, but that's something that, that is, it's embroiled into the conversation. But, um... He also has these fun things that I don't know if they're fun. I mean, as a parent, I didn't find it very fun, I guess. But he says, uh, you know, the ninety-eight, per, the the common mistakes that ninety-eight percent of parents make during their athlete's journey, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and he talked about a couple of those. One is, you know, pregame advice from a parent. You know, usually. Uh, doesn't isn't received very well, post-game criticism on the drive home, those things. I'm talking about just, you know, what, what we can do as parents and what we shouldn't do as parents. Talk about the comparison trap, right? The social media and comparison trap and compare yourself to the, your per, who you were yesterday, not who somebody else is today. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, very important as we talked about many times on the show. Comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of contentment. I think that is something... You know, that, you know, my daughter, my daughter right now is is in the process of of having to find a new team. And it's a hard thing at 14 years old because her team is now breaking up, which happens at, at that 14-year-old, uh, especially with girls. A lot of those teams, they start breaking up around that time. Various reasons. But it was something that talking with her about that and saying, you know, look, like, just go out and be yourself. Go out. Don't. It's almost like she's, Having to do all these different tryouts of the different trainings, and and she's stressed out. She's like, "I'm scared. I'm scared." You know, I'm like, "Just remember." You know, I actually brought an interview, a little preview. The next interview we're gonna have after this show talks about those the identity identity issues. And and um, I just said, "Who are you?" You know, you know who you are, and don't let other people, don't let other people's opinions of you, don't let other people's play affect how you play affect how you act affect who you are because that's something that you're allowing all that other things to speak into that and i think that's something that there's so many voices so much noise right now speaking into our our players speaking into our lives for that matter you know so i think andrew talks a lot about that in that interview too just about how they can you know overcome those traps, overcome the, you know, we'll, I don't think we'll ever fully overcome, but how you can probably navigate is probably the better, better word for that. Um, so yeah. anyway, what do you think of that?
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And just kind of going back to what we said at the beginning of this, you know, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, uh, I don't mean this in a bad way. Hear me out. I don't think Andrew's advice is the end-all, be-all for everybody, but yeah. he is an option and, and has some great ideas. And so do Brad, and so there's a lot of people that are out there. And I just encourage people to to listen and read and, and take in information and process what's going to be best for for them and their family. And um, but there are definitely some some things that are going on out there uh, in the world through the game, through the game, through soccer, through sport, through. Uh, school that, uh, you know, go back to mentors and mentees, you know, surrounding yourself with people and information that I think that's one thing that I love that we do at the end of every show is what have you, you know, read, watched, or listened to lately? Uh, I think that's just a a life thing that we all should be doing is reading, watching, and listening to things that can, you know, challenge us and help us be better people in our homes and in our communities.
1: Yep. And, you know, we started the show talking about summer and that's something I want to do this summer too, is just start reading some of these books. I might have a little bit of time. I don't know. Maybe I won't, but the books that were, <laughs> I do want to get through all the books that were recommended by our guests, you know, and that that's, you know, I get through a lot of books every year and, you know, for asking the questions, I don't want to be this, you know, Oh, did you read any of those books? Oh, well, no, I thought they were cool, but you know, I just did that for other people right No, I, oh, you know, boy. I, I, I want to be able to to read through these because if these are people that we respect enough to get on the show, then I want to respect the books they're reading. And so, I mean, that was one that didn't even Andrew talked about John Gordon and he's got a lot of really, really good stuff. Peter Casero, mm-hmm. I had read those books and you know, those are things that, that, you know, we don't do just to throw away questions. Like we're doing those because yeah. we want to learn. We want to help other people learn. And if you know, it's helping them learn. And people learn. can
0: always grab those in the, in the show notes on the, on the website. Yep. If they like can't write them down in the car fast enough, you've got a great resource for them on the website. That they can go back and, and and search through those. So yeah,
1: Exactly. Yeah, for every episode, the show notes, even if you just skim down to the bottom and see what the resources are that were referred to. Obviously, the show notes, we have little and, I, and that's something we don't really say very often, but I'm, you know, you brought it up there. So, the show notes every show, that this episodes, if you're wondering like, you know, I want to go back and listen to something, I spend time with each of them to just put the the timestamp of when a particular thing was talked about in the episode. So if you just want to refer back to an episode way back, just pull it up on HowSoccerExplainsLeadership.com. You can search that for that episode and just be able to go to that timestamp and be able to listen to that part of the interview. There's also obviously clips that you can go check out on YouTube if you wanted to do that. But then all the resources and links, anything we talk about in the show... That link is in there in the in the show notes as well, so you can just click on that. It'll take you right to Amazon if it's a book. You can go, you know, buy the book. The Andrew stuff is on his website. And he also has a bunch of bonuses. The link for that's on there too. So anything that we talked about today will be there as well. So anyhow, any uh, you know, I, I want to just give a quick preview too. I gave a little preview already. The next episode, next uh, two weeks from the time this releases, Graham Daniels. Will be the ad interview, and, and I I can say personally, it's one of one easily one of the favorite my favorite interviews of all time. I won't tell you why. I'll let you listen to that in a couple of weeks. But it's just it was a great interview with a great man um, who's lived a really just amazing life. To hear how you know God's worked in his life in incredible ways. We have that coming up. I I you know there's some other names that were. We're talking with other people that we're talking with about getting them on the show as well. No doubt Season 9 is going to be another great season with great people that, that Paul and I get to talk with. Paul, any uh, parting thoughts as we uh, wrap up Season 8? Nope,
0: another great season. And like you said, next the next season is ramping up to be another great one. I'm excited about that interview too. And just to be honest, I wasn't I wasn't sure going into it at all, but coming out of it, I was like, man, that I would love that to go longer. And uh, definitely one of the best best that I've uh, been part of for sure so looking forward to that and what the next season has to to offer going forward Uh, it's getting better every season and like we like we say every time I mean we're benefiting greatly from this I hope that our listeners are I appreciate you know you guys reaching out and letting us know how we can how we can do better Or if you have other people you'd love to hear from uh, to connect us with we'd love to do that as well but this has been a lot of fun and looking forward to the summer for sure I know we'll connect more throughout the summer but Hope everybody has an amazing, amazing, amazing summer.
1: Yep. So, folks, as Paul said, definitely reach out to us. Um, you can do so on the website. You can do so, Phil, at howsoccerexplainsleadership.com. You can just reach out with any guests you might think would be great to have on the show. Um, if you want to be on the show, you know, we can we can hop on a call and see if it's a fit. Also, love to hear feedback. Anything that you learned different things, different questions you might have for us or for the guests, please reach out. And as always, you know, if you want to learn more about Coaching the Bigger Game, which I'm doing with Christian DeVries, the Warrior Way, I mean, Paul talked about the trip to Guatemala, and you know, they do things like that regularly, so uh, if you want to learn more about Warrior Way and all the different camps they have this summer, different things like that, check that out, uh, the link to that will be on the show notes as well. As always, you know, in all these interviews, we don't just do them to uh, kill time. We do these interviews because we know that they, these are people that are doing incredible things, have things we can learn from, um, just life lessons that they've had and experienced. And so we do hope and pray that everything that you're learning on this show, you're using it to help you be a better coach, a better parent, a better spouse, better leader, better in everything that you do. And that you continually remind yourself that soccer does explain life and leadership. Thanks a lot. Have a great couple weeks.